Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Glad to have you with us here again at Burden and Blessing as we continue our series on the 66 summary verses of the Bible. We are journeying through the Old Testament and actually nearing the end as we get to the period between the Babylonian captivity and the return of Christ. We're looking today at the book of Esther. There's a lot of familiar aspects to the book of Esther that people are going to be familiar with because of Sunday school lessons and other things like that, but we're about 480 years before the time of Christ. And to, to take us through our verse for today is Pastor Neil Radical. Neil, what, what is going to be our summary verse for the book of Esther? The thing that we're going through Esther chapter 4, verse 14, I'll be reading the short verse out of the New International Version. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. The second half is a lot easier to understand than the first half if you don't understand the full context of Esther. So you mentioned what's going on, you know, the time period you said 480 years before the birth of Christ. And we have this time during the Jewish captivity in Persia. We have the brink of Jewish annihilation by the hand of Haman's grudge. Remember, Haman was Xerxes' right-hand man, one of his chief officials, and he was jealous of Mordecai, who had a little bit higher standing with Haman than uh, before the king. So Mordecai had given advice to Esther to speak before King Xerxes to basically deliver the Jewish people from complete annihilation because Haman and his craftiness had gotten the king to sign the decree that all the Jews are going to be put to death. And Esther was a Jew herself. So this is a great question that Mordecai encourages Esther to think about as the Lord in really a, a fantastic way brings Esther to be the queen of the nation, that she has this potential opportunity to spare the people, God's people, where the promised Messiah would come through their line from the hand of Xerxes and Haman. And what's amazing about this is that Mordecai sees the divine perspective here in the sense of how is this not the Lord's doing to bring Esther up as queen? Obviously, trusting the Lord's hand in all this. And what I think is really neat about his question and his encouragement to Esther when she is obviously fearful for her life to go before the king and have him change his decree, he's saying to her, Who knows? And really, it's rhetorical. The Lord knows that you have come to this position for such a time as this. What I love about that question is ultimately rhetorical for us, too, in our day-to-day life, because we know that no matter what difficulty we face in our life, that the Lord has brought that about for such a time as this, so that the Lord's word could be glorified, that the Lord could be glorified, that we could trust in him and be an example and a light to this world. And so the last thing I want to say to that point, that rhetorical question for such a time as this, it really makes me think of Galatians 4, 4, that whole idea of when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. I think that's a really parallel verse to what Esther was going through. 
at this appointed time, the Lord had brought her to this purpose. We see kind of a, a type of Christ, a messianic pointing to at that perfect time, of course, for such a time as this, our Savior came to be born, to suffer, to die, so we could have the joy of eternal life in heaven. Those who know me are not going to be surprised at what I have to say. What I can't help but see in the book of Esther is the Lord's doctrine of vocation. You see how the Lord uses the gifts that, the Lord, that he gave to Mordecai to serve in his own way. He puts Esther in a certain time in a certain place to use her in a particular way. And really, Neil, the whole doctrine of vocation is simply how we have the, the opportunity to use the individual gifts that God has given to each one of us to serve in a very specific way in his kingdom, not for ourselves, but for him, for our neighbor. And, and that comes out so beautifully in the book of Esther that Mordecai asks, don't think about this. Maybe, maybe God put you right here, right now, for this moment that you can bear witness to the Lord and serve your people, serve your neighbor. And we've, we start looking at opportunities like that in our own lives, Neil, and we start to see all kinds of times where the Lord puts us in a certain time in a certain place with certain gifts for a specific reason in the work of his kingdom as we serve our neighbor. And so my hope is that as you read through this short book, only four chapters long, uh, that, that you would come away with the opportunities that the Lord places before you to glorify him and to serve your neighbor with the gifts he has entrusted to you. Very encouraging. Well said. You know, and as we reflect on Christmas time and Galatians 4 and everything you mentioned about how we can continue to see our role and our purpose. I want to close by singing a Chris, or not singing, <laughs> reading a Christmas hymn, hymn 99 from the Lutheran hymnal. I'm going to read those three verses there. You can think of Esther and think of Jesus, think of Mordecai, think of your own life as I read through this. Now are the days fulfilled. God's son is manifested. Now his great majesty in human flesh is vested. Behold the mighty God by whom all wrath is stilled. The woman's promised seed, now are the days fulfilled. Now are the days fulfilled, lo, Jacob's star is shining. The gloomy night has fled, wherein the world lay pining. Now, Israel, look on him, who long thy heart hath thrilled. Hear Zion's watchman cry, now are the days fulfilled. Now are the days fulfilled, the child of God rejoices. No bondage of the law, no curses that it voices can fill our hearts with fear. On Christ our hope we build. Behold, the Prince of Peace, now are the days fulfilled. Amen. Amen. We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.